0: Welcome to the World of Speakers podcast, brought to you by Speaker Hub. In each episode, we interview a professional speaker and reveal their very best tips and tricks. You'll learn to improve your presentation skills, keep your audience engaged, and learn how to grow your business to get more gigs and make more money. Here's your host, Ryan Foland. Ahoy, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The World of Speakers, where we go across the world to find speakers that you can meet, that you can learn from, that you can be inspired by. And today's speaker is coming to us live, well, live now, but when you listen to it, she was already here. This is Vivian Aqua. She's not only a speaker, she's a facilitator when it comes to DEI conversations, and she's known to inspire people to take action. So we're gonna take some action today. Ready, set, action, the show is going. How are you doing today, Vivian?
1: (laughs) I'm doing well, and thank you for having me, Ryan. Really excited.
0: Yeah, well, it's great to have you here. I love meeting new people, I love talking with speakers, and speakers usually like to talk, so there's no shortage of conversation.
1: (laughs) Definitely not, not with this speaker. (laughs) No, no, instead of
0: reading off your accolades and your bio, I'm a little bit more old school and I would just rather assume that we are on an island somewhere around a campfire and it's story time. So if you were to share or pick a story from your past that shaped you, what would that story be and bring us there so we can get to know you a little bit? The
1: most impactful Thing that happened to me that really shaped my life and also the life that I'm living now was me finding out that I'm becoming a mom. This is the most joyous news that I heard. Unfortunately, though, when I shared the news in an early stage with my then managers, I was working at uh, for a small company with at least five managers who were all bosses. And I shared it in an early stage because I wanted to prevent the gossiping when I had to leave because of sick leave and I had a lot of morning sickness and I have five managers and five different reactions but the majority was it wasn't positive so they started bullying me which is a stress that no new parents should have all pregnant parents should never you know go through what I went through but well even not pregnant parents like no one
0: should be bullied at work but okay
1: true true but people don't know that becoming pregnant is not just a one-time thing or it's just an easy fix right so not that I had any problems on that department but still I could have lost my child because of this whole bullying thing and my midwife warned me like you need to make a decision because you have a high blood pressure now and if you don't change that it will not only hurt you, but it will hurt your unborn child. And that for me was, you know, some people tap you on the shoulder. Some people whisper something in your ears. And this was the slap in my face that I needed to walk away and to really rethink, reflect what's important for me. And my son is important. My well-being is important. And I left for early maternity leave. Luckily, nothing happened to my son, but... Once my son was born, I made a decision saying that I want to be part of a solution that prevents toxic workplaces from happening. This is my promise, my pledge, my commitment to my child. I want to be part of this solution because I cannot be part of finger pointing anymore. I cannot blame others anymore. I have to be part of that conversation. And this is the start of planting a seed of you know the work that I do for DEI so my son has a a huge role in that just as a reference as a disclaimer he doesn't own the copyrights for my work because I did put in the hard work maybe he's going to listen back to this conversation mm-hmm. think like okay you need to pay me back I will I will definitely you know contribute to something but It's my creativity. It's my thing. And also being through the workplace with dealing with so many isms, being the only one, being tokenized, dealing with so much stuff that some people have not dealt with and some people should not be dealing with. I want to be part of the change. That's my main drive.
0: Okay. well, I heard a few Ps in there. I heard that you personally experienced this problem. And it resulted in you making a promise, not only a promise to yourself, but a promise to your family. This is something.
1: And the future generation as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You've made a pledge. So you've pledged to make this part of your purpose. And that has to do with a lot of planning. You did talk about how at one point it might pay back, which we can talk about at the end and how this has become a business for you. And then. Essentially, it's just this is something that is now a big part of your life. Do you think that like, that this instant was the straw that broke the camel's back? Have you been experiencing this type of, whether it's marginalism or tokenization or whether it's bullying? I'm assuming this isn't the first instance of it is that correct
1: no it wasn't the first instance but it was I think the intrinsic motivation was my son and for my son to be indirectly hurt by what was caused with people who weren't that important for me they were my employers my managers but I don't see them as my god I don't see them as anything to me so my son is my everything. And the moment that I made that connection where they might be hurting my child, my future child, my unborn child, mind you, there are people out there that go through a lot of ish in the workplace and isms, and it can cause to them losing their child. It can cause for them to end up in a depression, which I also had a postpartum depression because of this because of what happened, I lost my identity because of what they were doing to me and realizing, you know, becoming a mom, there comes a, a whole new power, there comes a whole new energy. And that energy was the drive for me to change my story, to change the narrative.
0: Mama bear, don't mess with a mama bear
1: new no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now here at the world of speakers we talk with speakers and typically people solve problems with the words that they choose to use and i want to know a little bit more about you know have you always identified as a speaker has speaking been something that's been a go-to problem solver for you or was this catalytic moment something where speaking just became a natural route for you to flex tell me about that
1: So my speaking journey was, I'm born and raised in the Netherlands, by the way, in Amsterdam. And I always dreamt of becoming the next Oprah in my own way or becoming a public speaker that is known on all these YouTube platforms and channels. But I wasn't ready. And at the time, I was speaking a little bit Dunglish. So I wasn't that, you know, Dutch English. I wasn't that... Did you say Dunglish? Dunglish. Dunglish. I didn't know Dutch. Okay. It's a word, Dutch English, mixing Dutch words with English or pronouncing Dutch words in an English way. So when you look up Louis van Gaal, you'll see how worse it can get. But I wasn't that worse. I mean, I, I know my way <laughs> talking English, but I wasn't that confident yet. So what I did was doing a lot of speaking engagement, but also eventually starting my own podcast because I knew I had to train my muscle. I had to become confident. And the more I talked to people, the more confident I became. And now when a client is approaching me, I'm just already thinking like, okay, this is what you need to say. This is what you need to do. This is that, that, that. And when somebody's talking to me, my brain is already going you know, to the moon with everything that I can ask them because I have my own podcast. Now I know what questions to ask, but also now I know how to make people feel comfortable, but also how to activate people and bring them in a certain, you know, story funnel so that they become active into their commitment.
0: I love that idea of a story funnel. I mean, life is all about stories, the stories we tell each other and the stories we tell ourselves,
1: right? Exactly.
0: So let's tap into what you know. Let's share some of the goods Let's share what you think are maybe the most impactful speaking tips that you've learned. And there's a lot of our listeners who are around the world and maybe English isn't their first language. Maybe they associate with that as a challenge. There's a lot of different threads that we can pull here, but I'm going to help you go a mile deep and an inch wide. So typically people say, engage your audience or use this or that. So let's dive to the more unconventional or the nitty-gritty what are some of the things that you can share with us that helped make your story funnel come to life
1: yeah it helped to know how to play the pr game. so you can use linkedin to do that to share what happened in on your day or what happened with a client and share your story with that and use social media in different ways so you don't always need to have a video even though I do, from time to time, I do LinkedIn Lives or other things, I am more of a storyteller via words, using words. And you don't always have to write a book to become a storyteller, right? So that's one of the things that I can definitely share. Find somebody who can help you, train you, help you in crafting your story. What is your story? Because when I started out, I did not know how to own my story.
0: All right, so we've got two that we're going to chase down here at the moment. So when it comes to social media and the PR game, you also mentioned this idea which sounded like kind of a slice of life. So sharing with people what you're up to. There are a lot of different strategies when it comes to LinkedIn, especially for speakers. Give us a little bit more on your particular strategy. Are you one who's updating a combination of personal and professional? Is there a certain ratio that you stick to?
1: I mix it up because I am personal and professional and what people need to know about me, it's a warning that I always share with my clients. I always warn people when they work with me and I always warn my followers as well. Within at least one month or maybe two months, I will mention that I am a food D. So I might be talking about carrot cake, I might be talking about barbecue, I might be talking about spices, I might share that, you know, change needs to marinate. And people seem to click about that. They understand the words that I use to convert my story, but also to make it more digestible for them, right? Because I cannot give them an all-you-can-eat buffet when it comes to DEI. What I am doing is providing baby food of DEI so that they can digest it better see what i did here
0: (laughs) i saw that i I was my (laughs) glands were salivating and getting ready to break down the information and i think that is something i'm very much in line with but for me it's sailing so when i talk about social media content i've got my three sales theory when i talk about leadership or mentorship (laughs) or entrepreneurship i physically talk about a boat and what it takes to keep it afloat and all these things I believe metaphor and analogy is a huge part of storytelling. And I think that a lot of people are fearful of sharing these types of what may seem like uncorrelated, unrelated, having nothing to do with your profession. But at the end of the day, I tell people, people want to do business with people. They don't want to do business with businesses. Influencer marketing is an effort to try to pay to humanize your brand But if you are a person and you are a speaker, I think people want to know what makes you tick outside of the information, because it it really helps to show that you have experience, which then results in your expertise.
1: You know what the outcome of all this? So I'm trying to step away from carrot cake because apparently some of my clients literally sent me carrot cakes. Oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. It's deadly. It's deadly for my well-being and I'm just like (laughs) I'm talking about carrot cakes and sometimes I even bring carrot cake if they want me offline I sometimes bring a carrot cake just to make everything that I shared make it more fun carrot cake is included within my training where I talk about the acronyms why I believe carrot cake stands for DEI but another thing is I never shared in any secret message that I want you, my client or my future client to buy me (laughs) carrot cake. So my partner and child, they are over the moon when I receive something and I'm just like, I am working on my well-being. I'm working on my health. It's not about the carrot cake that I need to share with at least 10 people. So I'm not complaining. (laughs) I'm very grateful. But there are other ways to surprise me as well. Well, just tell your clients that instead of
0: sending it to you, send an overt message that they can just forward that carrot cake to me. So this is (laughs) is
1: fun.
0: Now, I do want to use the example that you threw a little spice on, which is carrot cake as an analogy for DEI. Can you dive into that just at the surface level so we can again show an example?
1: I can make it very simple. Okay, let's see. I tell my clients like DEI is similar to a carrot cake where you want to be able to serve your clients the best carrot cake, right? To be able to do that, you need different ingredients. Your employees are the different ingredients. Without that, everything will be bland and it wouldn't be a special carrot cake. The second thing is equity. This is a word that is missed by a lot of people, but having diverse people within the company and not providing them tools, personal tools for them to be able to bring out their best. So for instance, if you're team member is a cinnamon type, you need to bring a tool that, you know, that they can rasp the cinnamon. Or maybe you add orange juice in your carrot cake. A little
0: ginger? Can we throw some ginger in there?
1: A little ginger in your carrot cake as well. Different ingredients need different tools. And you need to be able to have that conversation with your employees and say, what do you need to bring out the best of you?
0: I love it. What I think is so powerful about this type of method for the PR game is that you are helping to build your personal brand by talking about things that are personal. It's not a professional brand. It's called personal brand. So you're more personable. And one of the things that I don't want to say I'm irritated with it because it really doesn't like affect me in that way. But I will say that it it always surprises me when I meet someone or I'm connected. And the first place I usually go is to LinkedIn. Then I'll go to Twitter. And then I'll go to, you know, I have my little social media audit of where I care. And I don't check your Facebook because I haven't checked Facebook in like 10 years. So I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But on their LinkedIn, I will take the time after I look at the backdrop and see what does that mean? I'll look at their face and see how I like that. I'll read their title, their tagline to see how that is. And I will skip to the bio. And I am so surprised that so many people on LinkedIn are not human They are just a badass who has X amount of 300% year over year growth. And they've done this and they've closed this deal and they've done this and they've sold this and they've merged this and they've done this. And I'm just like, I have no way of like latching on to whether they like food or whether they like sports or outdoors or sailing or cars or skateboarding or something. I always encourage people to do a bio audit. The audit is to make sure that you're human and it can be very subtle You like dogs or cats. It says a lot about you. You like boats. You like the nature. You like hiking. So I'm a big fan of making your personal brand personal. And I think this is a really good topic.
1: Yeah. And also, I try to play around with images, right? So I'm known for memming people or sharing memes when I react And regarding what you shared about the LinkedIn personal bio, I feel like playing around with your favorite or your future images or future posts is also a little way. Because when you look at my LinkedIn profile, you'll see that LinkedIn sent me cupcakes. You'll see a little bit of VR. You'll also see who I am with my speaker view. And you'll see so much more where I've included some of the food elements, but also the personal stuff. And also the professional stuff so that you get to see a mix of me. Your carrot cake. Yeah, especially. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) You know, I think metaphors and analogies just make the medicine go down more. And here's the thing. I think people are aware of DEI. And I want to get benefit of the doubt that people are excited about it. They want to have tools and do things. But it's hard to relate to DEI if, if that's not your expertise. But I can relate to food. So you give me a food and you talk about a carrot cake and it makes it more palatable, and more digestible.
1: Yeah. And every time that you go to the store and think about carrot cake, you know where it comes from. The reason why I came up with the carrot cake, it landed on my desk one day and I was just like, what about using that analogy? Because a lot of people know the quote about being included in the party and there are so many other quotes that people created. And I was just like, I wanna create my own thing. I wanna create something where people can recognize me, but also see that this quote and this way of talking about DEI comes from me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so there are so many speakers that I can think of. Here's another test, the speaker association test.
1: Can you think of
0: a speaker Knowing what they speak about from a topical standpoint, but then can you also identify or have top of mind something that they talk about that's not related to it, but then ties in with it? So here's a few examples. We've had Josh Liepner on the show, and he's a jazz musician who talks about jazz and music when it comes to innovation. You have, let's see, Lisa Kostova, who she is a mountain climber. And she talks about women in tech. And so this whole thing is about climbing your mountain and finding your career mountain. For myself, I speak about sailing. I know there's a guy who speaks about weeds, like weeds growing in your garden because there's certain qualities and traits of a weed that shows up in your garden, whether you like it or not, it expands, it takes over. Like there's growth hacking lessons from what to take from weeds. And so I just love the customization that can come And I know this is about the art of speaking, but we're really talking about using something unique to you that you're excited about that gives you a chance to tie it in to make it fresh, like a fresh carrot cake with cinnamon and ginger. Exactly. I just want to touch briefly on another thing that you said, which I wrote down, which is this idea of owning your whole story. Now, this is special to me. This is something that I say, I teach. My book is called Ditch the Act, and I really feel that the more we can stop pretending that we are the person that we want to be or that others maybe want us to be and for us to just be like ah eh, this is where I'm at this is where I've been this is the good the bad the ugly for me that's what it means owning your story and I wanted to know from you what that means in a speaking context
1: in a speaking context me owning my story so I have different levels of stories and every year that I grow I add a new chapter or a new page to my story but the main story, that a lot of people know is the one for me becoming a mom and how this journey was challenging. That's the one that I get. The reason why I'm sharing it because a lot of people can connect to me, maybe up-and-coming parents or maybe grandparents or somebody who has kids surrounding them. And I bring in my son, showing in my humanity. I'm bringing in somebody in and kids always do well. It's not the main reason, but I... Tested a few things and I realized the one that works well is me sharing my story of becoming a mom and the challenges that I faced. And that works really well.
0: I like the idea of you testing out a few stories. And where I think that that is still rooted very authentically is that these stories are yours and you have more stories than you can tell. Like we all have stories that we can tell and go on and on. And if you're in, The right audience or a very small audience or with your family or friends like you can go on and on once you're in a public setting sometimes i think we're hesitant because we feel people will judge us because that information is maybe one off and they don't know where we've come from so this idea of finding your stories and then finding the story or set of stories or individual that helps to get your audience to get to know you so that they can decide whether they like you, so that they can eventually trust you on a relatable scale. So it's not that you're hiding other stories. It's that you've just done the research to find what serves the audience the most from a perspective of their learning, perspective of that connection, while still having the underlying message of showing where you're at, why you're talking about what you're talking about
1: true and you know as a speaker i tap into my vulnerability which isn't easy i am a ambivert where let's say 60% of me is intro and 40% of me is extrovert so i know that is asking a lot of me every time that i'm speaking but i love it i love it and then afterwards i go hiding
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. need a little moment hiding in the corner after the stage after the big stage
1: yeah, I get the nervousness afterwards instead of, you know, before.
0: Is that like a food hangover? Like in the moment, you're like eating it, you're eating it, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I ate too much carrots.
1: Well, <laughs> maybe it's attention hangover. That's what it is. Recovering from the energy that you have shared, but also recovering from, okay, this is a day where it's about me being in my bubble and recharging my battery so that I can go up to the next stage. When I know that I have multiple things during the week, I try to be very mindful where I spend my energy and also how I can combat my energy as well. So this morning I went swimming. I know that starting your day with swimming is very good, but it's also making myself tiring as well. And it's my outlet with the work that I do. I have to have that outlet or else my energy will go very low.
0: So that sounds very much like a cooking perspective because like a baking perspective, you've got to understand the energy. You've got to know the ingredients. You have that foresight. I'm the exact opposite. I literally just run until I fall and then life like delivers the Sundays every once in a while where I'm able to recoup. But I like that as a note of being a bit more aware of my battery level to make sure that I'm giving all of that, that I need when I'm on stage. Okay. This is all good stuff. We're talking about <laughs> speaking tips, which start with how people learn about you as a speaker, which is a little bit meta, but we're really talking about going inside the oven. We're talking about the smells that are gonna come from your social media profiles to see what it is that you're cooking. And in particular, whether it's cooking or sailing or mountain climbing or music, something that makes your speeches and your messages personal and relatable. Because if you can make something that is familiar to someone, swimming, yoga, being outdoors, and associate that with some of these more philosophical or more technical or more, I guess, things that you have to invest more in because you're learning, if you can draw those associations with things in real life, it sort of is the medicine that makes that learning go down.
1: Yeah, I learned a lot from teachers who were boring. And I'm not saying that all my teachers were boring, but the majority weren't that exciting. And I told myself, never, ever will I do that. I want to be somebody who's engaging. I want to be using different tools. I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. So the robot behind me, there's a reason why it's there, because I love using tools like Slido or using tools like Kahoot or Mentimeter, To spice up the engagement, I don't want it to be about me, 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 me talking, me, 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 because the work that I do, it's about inclusion. I want to include my audience as well so that they can see that I am listening to them. I am listening to what they want and how they see DEI within their company.
0: You're basically just making one big batch of carrot. I know. Is there a carrot batch beforehand or just like, I don't really know how to make carrot cake. You just throw them all in together, sprinkle some ginger, cinnamon.
1: Test it. <laughs> try it.
0: Okay, that's it. I'm going to try to find a festive occasion, and I'm going to make some, but it's going to be likely carrot ginger cake. Like I need to tie all the ginger in there
1: whatever your carrot cake is your carrot cake and that's the thing some people like carrot cheesecake some people like carrot cupcake you can do it without walnuts you can do it with walnuts you are your own chef i love it and
0: to be honest i actually really do like carrot juice i have secrets this is a little vulnerable moment i pretty much always have carrot juice in the fridge it's like my sipper and maybe it's just because it's a ginger color maybe because it tastes good Maybe because I was watching Gilligan's Island back in the day, and I'll never forget the episode where a bunch of these carrots came to shore, and they all ate them, and then they all of a sudden were able to see ships off in the distance, but then (laughs) they didn't realize that the carrots were actually helping with their vision, and I recognized, wait, carrots help with your vision? Hook, line, and sinker, I was like... Carrots are good for this ginger.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: well, let's transition basically into helping understand how you build your business, how you grow your stages, how you work up your fees, how you find your fees, how all of the things have to do with the business side of things. What would you like to open and pull from the pantry and share with us?
1: <laughs> you, you took over my whole kitchen cooking analogy as well. So, what's in my kitchen? I shared with you that I love using tools. So, let's say that I have a Absumo addiction.
0: AppSumo. I do know Absumo. For people who don't know AppSumo, talk about AppSumo.
1: Well, AppSumo is the place where starting freelancers or somebody who doesn't want to invest monthly in a subscription or an IT tool, Absumo is my go-to place when a company is creating a new tool or has a new tool existing tool, and they want to they want to sell it for a cheaper price where you pay a one time fee or maybe a smaller fee. And when I found AppSumo, where I bought like Book Like a Boss, for instance, which is a, a similar platform like Calendly, but maybe a little bit better. I'm not saying that Calendly is not good. But Book Like a Boss for me was a one-time investment because no, working as a freelancer, doing those whole monthly costs, they add up. And i rather invest one time. And for me to be able to have a page where people can book me, can get a follow-up, but not only get a follow-up, they get an SMS, they get a reminder as well. People seem to think that I and doing that manually, but the only thing that I did was set it up once, which will take about one or two hours, depending how savvy you are, and then it's just copy-paste and use it for the next time, and then use it again for something else, for your products as well. So I love using automation.
0: Could we say that Book Like a Boss is like the Keurig of calendaring?
1: Yeah. Okay. And also another thing is when people come on my website and they want to know more about me and they want to book me, for instance, they can already make a selection, right? I made it easier by sharing my most, most asked training or worship. And if there's something else, they can also share it there. I know the date. I know the hour. I know my audience. Why? Because I'm asking them certain questions so that they can fill it up. And that makes my life easier. So doing a pre-survey so that you know what the client is coming for is better than not knowing anything at all or knowing that we want to hire you, but not knowing their budget, not knowing how many people they are going to talk to and not knowing if it's going to be online or offline as well, because all these things are the building blocks or the ingredients for defining your price.
0: Yeah, and then you go into proposing what batter you're going to put together based on ingredients that you know so that the cake is something that they are after. Exactly. Because maybe they want cupcakes. (laughs) Exactly. All right, so tell us some other tools. What are some of these other things that you're using to automate or to help systematize or to help demystify the process of building a business?
1: As a speaker, you have to have a tool. I'm not saying that you have to buy a two, but you have to have access to a tool where you're asking your client for questions, questions that can help you, but also help your client. The client is there for a reason. They want to come to you because there is a challenge that they are facing and they are asking you to share your knowledge so that this challenge is a little bit smaller. But what if you are asking questions that is helpful, not only for now at the time, but also for the future that will help. For instance, their ERG team, right? That will help their DEI team to create a calendar for the upcoming years as well. So I try to make my one-time appearance, try to make it something that they will ask me for more times as well.
0: So is that a tool? Explain what that looks like. You had me, I was ready to buy, but I'm not sure what you're using.
1: So are you familiar with Mentimeter or Kahoot?
0: Those are sort of virtual real-time games that you're playing within
1: Zoom? It's some kind of virtual game, but see uh, Slido as a way to ask icebreakers or a way to learn how their energies are, how their energy is at the time. This is also something that you can add into your service and product saying that I'm noticing that a lot of people have a lower energy. Have you looked into that? What are you providing that so that they can also see that you're not only coming in to help them with something DEI related? I'm also a well being consultant. So I also look into that aspect as well and try to bring either they hire me for well being and I bring in the DEI aspect as well. I'm noticing that a lot of people are saying that they don't belong here. That they feel like they are not belonging and there is no belonging in the workplace as well. Or I noticed that a lot of people are saying that they are stressed. What tools are you providing them to prevent that? So
0: you're using tools and also showing how those tools can be a drip effect or leftovers for people to hang out and eat later on.
1: It's a great way for the client to continue their quest on amplifying employee engagement and I'm making their work easier. Are you also making money as an affiliate? Is this another? Oh, definitely not.
0: Okay, cool, so I like this. You're using a tool, showing the tool for engagement, talking about engagement and leaving it as a leftover. But I'm
1: using the tool, the outcome of the questions.
0: So you're using the tool within your programming, which then gives you an idea of how the employees are interacting well beyond your talk to then take that information and go back to the client and say, hey, it's really fun sharing my information. But just so you know, your audience, according to a poll, felt this way. They're also sharing this with me, which they might not be sharing with you. And so as a lead behind, I would suggest X, Y, and Z tools, which I'm making an affiliate on for you to move forward with.
1: It could be tools or it could be bring me back in to support you more or to guide you more or share more.
0: Yeah. You got the cheese. I'm the grater. Let's connect and grade some cheese together.
1: Yes. It's all about making my client work life easier.
0: we got any other ones here? We're talking about AppSumo to get bulk pricing on or one-time pricing on experimental apps or new apps. You've got things like Slido, Mamiyo,
1: Mentimeter, Mentimeter, <laughs> Mentimeter.
0: <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> in the mixing bowl. We're mixing them all up together.
1: You know, Appsumo
0: Meter, Menti, is that it? No. no. <laughs> okay. What else? What are some of your fa- other favorite tools? I feel like you've got a lot of these tools. And what are some other ways that you're using tools to build your business?
1: Okay, this is my whole cycle. So I bought something from Appsumo. It's called Soundwise. I am a live streamer. So from time to time, I stream live, right? But my challenge was, I want to do a one-time thing. I don't want to stream live and then do a podcast. So I'm using Soundwise as an automation. So my live stream, which I'm using a different tool for, but that's a whole nother thing. My live stream, once it goes into YouTube, Soundwise converts it to a podcast, And I don't have to do anything. I only have to set it up once and that's it. It means that it's unedited though, but it's there. And I multi-stream. So I stream LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. TikTok? No, that I don't do, but I use Missing Letter for the other platforms.
0: Missing Letter? What the heck is Missing Letter?
1: It's, uh, so once my interview is done, so once my multi-stream is done, I convert it to a blog. And converting it to a blog means that I have, at least for 12 months, I have content for 12 months. So smart.
0: I am a big fan of that as well. You know, if if I'm going to invest the time to do something, you might as well not only multiply the efforts, but let's just take that off the table and let's just consider our audience in mind. Some people like to watch it. Some people like to listen to it. Some people like to read it. And some people like to like physically, kinesthetically be there. And so you're really serving your audience by multiplying your efforts to make your life easier so you can invest your own time cooking whatever you want, in addition to helping people cook.
1: And also, sometimes not all the people see and read everything. And every conversation, I always have hidden gems in the conversation, so... I might bring up hidden number gem one the next time, next month, hidden gem two, hidden gem three. And I use that and spread that to 12 months. Each month, one article is being highlighted and it makes my content very easier because I'm, I mean, I'm posting maybe three times manually for myself, but the rest And that means two or three times extra is from missing letter because I'm drip feeding all the content.
0: Interesting. You might also like a software called Lately.ai. I've been playing with it. It's got so many tools. Sometimes it's a bit much, but essentially you can take an article.
1: (laughs) It sounds right up my alley. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Yeah, you can take an article and it will have an AI algorithm, read the article and suggest social copy based on small, medium, or large, then you can actually schedule into the future and have it repeat as often as you want in perpetuity or on certain dates. And so you can have a single piece of content that actually the software pulls the social copy from. You can even have a whole bunch of images that you can rotate through and honestly, sometimes it's so hard to figure out how to set up to make it easy for yourself. There's that bridge. But as you said, and you've echoed, it takes a little bit to get set up. But once you do it, then there's a lot of value from it.
1: Yeah. Once you do it, it's just a one-time thing. It's just a one-time thing. And there are so many tools out there. I mean, sometimes I'm just like, a few months ago, I was just like, okay, one month, no AppSumo. Please don't. I don't do anything because you already have enough. And I literally have a lot. but you know, it's the little monster winning me. I am an IT nerd. I love using tools to make my work easier. And if there is a tool that makes my work a little bit more easier, I'll use it.
0: Do you use applets? Do you know what applets are?
1: Uh, I think I heard of it, but I'm not sure if I'm using that.
0: Have you heard of the applet called If Then Then That?
1: Oh, definitely.
0: Definitely. I thought you might. So an applet.
1: Definitely. If you want... If you said that the first go, then definitely, <laughs> I, of course I'm using what ifs.
0: <laughs> okay, so if people don't know what if, then, then, that is, it's an applet and it connects apps together. So when somebody fills out a Google form, that can trigger an applet that then puts something onto a calendar. And in the meantime, it will send an email to someone and do all these like, so you can have the apps talking together, which is, again, it takes time think it through and to utilize it, but then we can automate it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: There we go. Well, you know, another tool that I'm excited about and that is actually how we connect it is through SpeakerHub. Speakerhub.com is a place for speakers to put their profiles, to generate one-pagers, to reply to call for speakers. It's definitely something that is an exciting tool. It's a little investment, get involved, but then it's its own tool.
1: You're saying it is investment. Believe me, the investment that I made yes. is paid it out so many times. So I wouldn't say that. It's an investment. Of course, it's a hefty investment when you're starting out, but still. Yes. In time and effort, like all these things. Within a month, it was. And it's still repaying me over and over again. And I'm just like, no, it's worth Paying for the gold version. And here we
0: are. Look at this carrot cage just spitting gold and yeah. Bitcoin and, and <laughs> Ethereum and algo all out of it. It's just.
1: No, I don't do Bitcoin. There are certain things, certain things of the IT side I don't. You don't get paid. So if I want to
0: hire you and pay you in Bitcoin or Ethereum, is that not part of your program? No, I want money. <laughs> I want real money that I can touch. Well, for me, talking about technology, I actually uh, am very bullish on. Blockchain, Web3, NFTs, Metaverse. And actually, if you want to hire me to speak, you can purchase an NFT which unlocks that utility. So all kinds of crazy tools and things. Awesome.
1: There are so many things. I am doing a lot with VR. That's something else. Not in the meta, but in a different space. I am doing that, but there's so much out there. And I just turned 42. I know you cannot see it, but I just... I just turned 42. Me too. I just turned 42 like a week ago. Yeah. A week ago? Yeah. Well,
0: it depends on when this goes out, but August 13th is my big birthday. I'm a Leo. Strong.
1: Okay. I am also a Leo, so...
0: <laughs> Wait, 42 is the new 30. <laughs> we were very strong in our
1: years here. <laughs> exactly. No. No. I think that the audience have enough tools that they can work on right now. (laughs) Yeah, they're taking notes.
0: It's getting crazy. And this is a perfect time to end it. Otherwise, we're just going to keep on cooking. (laughs) So, so much to learn. Really, at the end of the day, there are stories that have happened to you, which maybe you're shy, bashful, or afraid to share with the world. But those stories can be the ones that you own to help people understand who you are. If you're looking at building your professional speaking, don't forget about the personal things that you enjoy and how that can create a unique approach to your leadership or entrepreneurship topics, whatever it is. See, ship, get it, sailing, got it, cooking, cooking with oil.
1: Oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. (laughs) And at the same time, there
0: are more hacks and apps that you can use and utilize, but you have to spend the time. You have to invest in it. You have to channel your inner geek. You have to be okay to have something boil over or something blow up in the kitchen because you got to get dirty with it. But when you do, you can automate, you can be smarter and you can spend more time doing the things that you actually like to do while being a more effective speaker when people pay you to do what you love to do.
1: True. And I need to add, if you are not that tech savvy, You can always hire a VA that is tech savvy. I am fortunate that I do know a lot, but I've come to a stage where I found a VA who is doing a lot of tech and I'm loving it and who's making my work easier. So that's it.
0: That's the original app right there. Yeah. It's a a human, (laughs) a human app.
1: Where'd you get that? Uh, It's
0: called a VA
1: app.
0: app. Hey, well, this has been a pleasure sharing some time in the kitchen. Next time I'll definitely bring my apron because I feel like I got stuff all over my shirt, but that means that we're just trying. For those people who want some carrot cake in the form of a speech, how do they get in touch with you? Where do they find you? What's the best place to get you, your podcast, all the stuff that is out there sharing your info?
1: The best place to find me is on LinkedIn. I mean, I am on Twitter and all the other platforms, but if you really want to talk to me, connect with me on LinkedIn or find me via my website, AmplifyDEI.com.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, on behalf of all of our listeners, fans, and followers, I want to thank you for sharing your insights, your tools, your tips, and the treasures. The, can we say, hidden nuggets that are chocolate nuggets? The exactly. little pieces of ginger <laughs> that are hidden in the cookie or the white chocolate or yes. the um, yes. the mint that's crushed up in there. Ooh. Or maybe even we drop some peanut M&Ms just in case. Maybe a couple of the peanut butter M&Ms just to blow their minds and their palate all at the same time. All right, everybody, you've heard it. And remember, if you are a speaker and you want to get more traction, we've heard it here. You can go to speakerhub.com. That is a great tool. I appreciate them for fueling this podcast for so long. And it's very exciting to learn more because each time I talk with somebody from Speaker Hub, I learn more. Each time I talk with a speaker, I learn more. And at the end of the day, we're all chefs in our own kitchen. So let's have a big cook-off and share the knowledge based on our own personal experiences. And if you want to learn about me and my story, if you want to hire me to come speak and get your crowd riled up, or if you want me to be the MC of your next charity event, all you got to do is find me online. And if you know my name, you know my website. You can find me at ryan.online. That's it. www.ryan.online. Check out other episodes. Don't just be a listener. Be a subscriber. Vivian, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And we will uh, we will cook something up soon.
1: Thank you, Ryan.